Quantum physics tells us that when energy is intertwined with consciousness, we pull from an infinite number of possibilities available to us and manifest these possibilities in our physical reality. We're part of a product of our environment and our experiences, but believe it or not, we have the ability to alter our reality and our surroundings to create a new future once we truly understand how we can use the power of our mind. Today's guest is an expert in this field, an author, a speaker, as well as a business and mindset coach. She joins us today to discuss the power of manifestation, mindset, and more. Welcome to the podcast, Nicole McClellan. Hi, thanks for having me today. I'm really looking forward to talking about what I'm really passionate about and um, trusting that if anyone who's listening takes one thing away, then that's exactly what's meant to happen and, um, you know, can evolve into something more positive. And we're so grateful to have you on today. Those who know you see you as a woman of many skills, roles, and talents. And I know you have a few different streams in which you help and guide others. However, your official title is Mindset Coach. And mindset has kind of become a little bit of a buzzword in today's society and almost uses an umbrella term or a catchphrase to seem lucrative or something that everybody should be working on. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do and what mindset even is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have to agree that mindset is um, becoming more and more popular and, you know, buzzword if that's um, a label that wants to, that we can put on it. And I think that's great. I think, um, you know, I'm an 80s baby. And when I reflect back on, you know, the last few decades of just trends and what has been common, I think it's really incredible that we're coming to a place that it's trendy to get in control of your thoughts. And that's what mindset is. It's about, you know, so many people focus on their physical appearance, uh, whether they're happy with it or unhappy. Um, but they may do things to enhance their physical appearance, lifting weights or following a diet or whatever it may be. Mindset is about flexing the muscle of your mind. Um, and so our mind is a muscle and there's so many different neural pathways within the mind. And so what I do when I work with people to coach them on their mindset is I will ask them initially what's a block or an area where you're feeling stuck in life and most people aren't short on a response to that. There's, you know, many areas where we're like, oh, I'm just like not feeling like I'm moving forward. I'm able to support them in how to rewire actually the neural pathways in their mind so that the, the block or the area where they're stuck isn't even a thought anymore. Like, you know, we, we, our thoughts are something that are on repeat and from repetitive thoughts, we create a belief. And if we can rewire what we think is true, then our beliefs become rewired as well. So it's about sorting people through uh, proof and facts of are your, are your thoughts real? And is there proof that the other thought may be real? And how can we start to go down that, that path or that road? And I love that idea of flexing your mindset muscle, or sometimes it's referred to as going to the spiritual gym. Because I find that many times when people are feeling stuck or they have certain things they want to change, they get caught in a fixed mindset of this is just the way I am. This is the thing, the way that things are. And they don't often see past that. And so shifting into that growth mindset of 
this might have been true for me at some point, or maybe it's in my mind, but I at any time have the ability to change. And mindset is something Mm -hmm. you really, really need to work on and practice every single day. It's not like, oh, I switched my mindset and now everything is fine and dandy. It's the same as working (laughs) on your physical body or your physical muscles. You need to show up, do the work and go to the spiritual gym every day so that you can continue to grow and continue to shift. And then once you can start to deal a little bit better with what's going on in your head, everything else in your life seems to unfold with more ease. Absolutely. So not everybody just wakes up one day and goes, I want to specialize as a business and mindset coach. And I know that you've got a story attached to that. So what actually drove you to becoming a mindset coach? And why are you so passionate about this today? Mm, Yeah, you know, I get asked this a lot. And I try and trace it back to like, when did this really happen? I think about, you know, a, a part of my DNA, I'm sure is that I'm an optimistic person, I always have been. Uh, but it, the the skill set to be able to teach others this um, became quite apparent when I taught high school. So I was a high school teacher for the first half of my adult life. And I was really, you know, I, I got this reputation in my high school of, let's give Nicole all the bad kids because something's happening in her classroom and we don't know what it is, but they're coming out like A-plus students. And these are kids that, you know, have struggled their whole lives right up till grade nine or something. And what I realized is that, see where uh, somebody may be struggling and where there's a tiny bit of a strength and if we can focus on the strength and maximize that we don't need to fixate on what's not working and so it's you know the whole placebo effect is it started with teenagers of me convincing them that they are capable of doing something and getting them to think it over and over again and when they think they're really good at something that becomes their belief system. And then all of a sudden, their beliefs are a response to their actions, which create their reality. So it kind of started there. And then, you know, to summarize the story quite quickly, I found myself in Australia after a really heartbreaking uh, end to our, our engagement. And I met this man, and he was a coach. And I'd never heard of a coach outside of sports before. I coached basketball for years. And I was like, so what do you do? Like, I couldn't quite understand it until we start to spend time together. And I was like, this guy's asking me really in-depth questions that nobody has ever asked me before. And it got me curious. And then his network of people were all coaches as well. Leadership coaches, business coaches, life coaches. And so I got really curious. And then one of them I uh, went to write my book with. Um, and so I wrote my book at a week-long retreat with all book coaches and so really what's a book coach I'm now a book coach it's somebody who can support somebody to believe you can write a book in a week you can be a number one best-selling author and when people get that in their mind then nothing is stopping them so I ended up now I work for this Australian company and we support people to write their books in a week and that really you know led me into getting excited about this and and my friend Dave who runs that company said you need to be a coach. And I was like, oh, I don't have the certification. Nobody will hire me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Nicole, you are one of the best people at switching people's minds around. Really think you need to look into this. And then another woman I met here in Victoria, she asked me to go for a walk. And she's a, a pretty well-known leadership coach here um, in Western Canada, actually. And she was like, you have a talent. You really need to go get your training. 
Um, so I, I got my official coach training in leadership training to support people to move up the scale of leadership roles within an organization. But what I've come to realize is uh, what am I truly passionate about? What am I really good at? It's switching mindsets. Um, and now I've come to realize if you want to be a better leader, if you want to be more wealthy, if you want to be more fit, if you, whatever you want, it all starts with, do you believe it's possible? And so if you don't believe it's possible, it's never going to happen. So now I find myself, doesn't matter what sector people are coming to me from, it's starting with coaching them on their mindset. I love that. And mindset truly is so powerful. It affects the way that we see the world. The way that we see the world then guides our beliefs and our values and our actions. And really, it's behind everything. So why would you say that mindset is so important for anybody, whether you want to be a leader, work on your fitness goals, whoever might be listening to this? Why is it so important to take those steps to start to build a better and more resilient mindset? Oh my gosh, where to even begin? Um, you know, I'm a big believer in the saying that your mind can be your prison or your palace. Uh, we spend our, our whole day inside of our minds. We have 70,000 plus thoughts a day. Research says that 90% of those 70,000 thoughts are negative. It's, we have an ego internally built within us and our ego wants to keep us safe. And, uh, you know, can you be stronger than that voice? And so, you know, what I think is important of why somebody should cultivate a strong mindset is nobody's coming to save you. So if you want to grow to the top, if you want to grow your bank account, if you want to grow your relationship, you have to believe it's possible. And in order to believe it's possible, you have to see it. So you have to create a reality that has not yet existed. And that's where manifestation ties into mindset. And, you know, a lot of my understanding and education I've learned from Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's been in this research for, you know, probably 30 years. I love his work. And he talks so much about our thoughts are a product of our mind and our emotions are a product of our body. And so our thoughts and our emotions are always in communication. And they're so powerful that, you know, I can say to somebody, you know, I could say to you, Sarah, like, think about, you know, you probably don't want to do this in this moment, but like, think about an that just really like, ugh, like does not feel good when you think about that person or that scenario. So that is not your reality. Whatever happened in that moment is not your reality right here. You're sitting across the screen for me. This is your reality. But all of a sudden your gut will respond to like, oh yeah, screw him, right? And you get this emotional response. So your emotions are what produces our health. If, you, if our emotions are off, then we get sick or we get ailments, diseases. So if I want to live a healthy life, a long life, my emotions are in charge of my wellness. Well, what's in charge of my emotions? My thoughts. What's in charge of my thoughts? My mind. So it's a, it's a running cylinder at all times. And that's where we really need to understand that these two are in communication at all times. And so if I say to you, you know, I'll say to people, they'll be like, I can never get out of debt. And I'll say, repeat that to me. I can never get out of debt. I'm like, does that feel good to say that? And they're like, no. Like, okay, well, what would feel better? It doesn't matter if it's true or not. Let's get our body in a response to what feels better and get our mind trained to how to make our body feel good. I love that. And 
We hear this word a lot on social media and you just brought it up, but what the hell even is a manifestation? Because I feel like nowadays it's kind of just sprinkled around and people want to manifest things or say positive affirmations, but what really is a manifestation? Or just watch The Secret once and try to think about money and think a million dollars is going to show up on your doorstep. Yeah, yeah. And I've got, you know, a great example of that. Um, so manifestation, I think, simply put, is um, allowing your thoughts to become your reality. And when you get really good at manifestation, when you understand the science behind it, uh, which maybe we'll go into in a little bit, there used, you know, we're in a, people think we're in a three-dimensional world. And so a three-dimensional world would be, I think about something, and then I have to do something, and then the thing appears. But when you get really good at manifestation and you can tap into what is this five-dimensional world, and that's a really hard concept for some people to understand, we think something. It's like you think about a white car, and then all of a sudden there's white cars everywhere. You didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to go to a parking lot full of white cars. Your thoughts are becoming your reality. And so manifestation is taking your thoughts. And this is, you know, this can really piss people off because they're like, so are you saying that I manifested this or that or whatever? And I would say, yes, in, in some way you have, and it's for the greater good. You might not see it in this moment. So did you manifest the end of your marriage? I'm, I'm going to say you probably did. If you're overthinking something, worrying about it, the universe, uh, the five-dimensional world does not respond to want or don't want. It just hears the thing. So, you know, saying I want to get out of debt, I wouldn't use that phrase because you're still calling in the energy of debt. I would say I want to be abundant. There's there's no bad way mm. to receive abundance, right? But debt, the universe doesn't know yes or no. So it's being really mindful about what are you asking for. Yeah, and language is super important as well. So we see this in coaching, the way that you describe things both to yourself, to other people when you're wishing or asking really plays a role in the way we feel about it. And then again, those feelings, those emotions can drive our beliefs. And so having that belief in yourself and saying that something is true also helps to reinstill in you that it's possible that it could be true. Because if I'm so firm in my belief or my truth that something is going to happen, I'm not going to give up until that thing happens because if I already knew it was going to happen, I would try every single avenue. I would do my damn best because I know mm -hmm. that it's going to happen. I wouldn't try three things and then give up and say, maybe it's not for me. Like what if it's on the fourth thing that you know it's going to be true? And so the more that we can foster that belief that this is my reality, the more we're going to open up avenues, not only with the universe, but also in our own mind to just keep going until that thing happens. And so Absolutely. starting with a belief in yourself is so incredibly important. And a lot of time when people are manifesting, they have like, one foot in the door, one foot in their manifestation because they're scared. They're afraid to fail. They think it might not be possible for them. They have all of the self-doubt that really is just blocking the blessings from coming from them. So you need to mm -hmm. yank that foot, out of your, yank your safety foot out of the door, hop in with both feet and just go for it and like trust these things are going to be true and that they can align for you because if you can have the thought, it's already there. It's possible. Yeah. If a million dollars didn't exist, I wouldn't think that I could make a million dollars. And so because it's already out there, all you have to do is make it happen for yourself. And it seems a little woo-woo or 
kind of airy fairy, but exactly it's, it's really not. Experience yeah. it, right. <laughs> the, the people that are like, it's woo woo. It's, it's like, because you're, you're not committed to trying it. Spend three months working with me and then it won't be woo anymore. It'd be like, this is changing my freaking life. Mm-hmm. I had a business yeah. coach once explain it to me um, as the importance of buy-in. He said, you can't be half pregnant. You have to be either pregnant, fully <laughs> pregnant or not at all. So you have to completely yeah. buy into it. And it's not like anybody um, who doesn't have it together all the way. It doesn't have to deal with these things. I'm sure the three of us even um, who I would say for the most part have have our stuff together and are, are quite intelligent. We still deal with stuff. I was even recently just working with a coach on um, she was asking, what's, what's one of my long-term goals? And I said, I never want my children to grow up um, with financial scarcity. I don't want them to ever grow up with anything except everything they could possibly need. And um, she turned it back around on me and said, um, everything you're saying is still around the negativity of not having things. And I was like, mm. shit, like I, forever, all I can think about is growing up, I, you know, we grew up through some financial strains in my family, but my parents, I'm proud of them. They pulled it together. They did the best with what they could. And I had to reframe it to my children will grow up with abundance and the ability to do whatever they want. And I was like, oh, and you'd think that even us coaches wouldn't be able to fix those things, but even still the little trickles into, into our minds, but, um, Absolutely. yeah. I like to use an acronym with people, uh, you know, like, so I've run this program a few times and it, it's a free resource on my website and it's um, called the path to purpose. And it's a step-by-step process to try manifesting something that you might want to call into your life. And so I take people through it, but I say there's three things that you've got to, you know, spend a week on each afterwards, TLC, your thoughts, your language, and then the course of action that you're taking. Um, and those have to continually be a check-in, right? We can we can think that, you know, a great example that I love to share with people is, um, you know, you're, you're going to your garage every day and you're like, I'm going to manifest a dream car in my garage. And you go and you open up the garage door and then it's empty. And you're like really visualizing it. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm doing the damn thing. And then you walk away and then internally, there's this tiny little voice that's like, Oh, the car's not there yet. It's like, you just ruined it all. You just took it all away. Everything you just put effort into. It's like, just believe it's possible. Get, we have to be a match to the energy of the thing we want to receive. So if I want to receive a loving relationship, I have to be in the energy of receiving love. Uh, you know, if I want to be a match to a million dollars, and this is like what you were saying, like people are like, oh, I want to manifest a million dollars. And I can think of somebody who said this to me, and they're not the best with their money, and they know that. And so they're like, well, if it's so easy, how come I can't just manifest a million dollars? And I'm like, you're not a match to receiving that energy. You can't get the money together that you have right now. You're not doing your taxes on time. You're not organized. You're not paying your bills. A million dollars is not ready to show up for you because you are not ready to receive it. And that's really frustrating for people, but it's also quite eye-opening. And like, oh, if I just start to do the thing and put in the work, I can be... I can be a, a receiver of a million dollars just like anybody else. It's available to all of us. I was once speaking with a coach who kind of opened my eyes to something that um, he said, the things you want will not be available to you until you're emotionally ready. And the whole framing around it was um, I was in a very negative headspace. Truthfully, I had a lot of concussions around that time. So I, I was quite angry and moody a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And all I wanted was love 
and people around me. Just I wanted to feel included and I just wanted to feel comfortable mostly. Um, but the problem yeah. was, is I was not exuding any emotions that would ever attract that back into me. And recently I've been even trying manifestation around the feeling of what this would be, for example. Now, and you tell me if this is right or wrong, but um, the recommendation I was given is to sit in the moment, whether maybe you're meditating or whatever it is. And uh, for example, even just yesterday, I was thinking about um, the home I eventually want, the, the second home I eventually want out in the mountains, um, overlooking this valley, snowing, it's beautiful, cozy inside, there's warmth from a fire, I can feel the, the, the rug that I'm sitting on, and the cushion underneath myself, and I can feel the comfort, and the emotion in there is, oh, it's visceral, it's, it's, I can feel it inside of me, and um, I don't know if that adds to the manifestation experience at all, but would you recommend people also adding what it would feel like in that moment? Perhaps you're driving a car and you can feel the steering wheel of the leather. Does that help? That, that is manifestation. That is, that is the sum of it right there. You have to sit in the feeling state of the desire that you're calling in, you know? So like you describing that to me, the, the feeling of the rug, all of that, you can see that so clearly your thoughts are creating that. But more importantly, like I was saying earlier, your thoughts are sending an emotional response to your body. You are the physiology of your body is responding. And so I would say to you, like, so what's a feeling state? And maybe you say content or joy. So then I would say to you, okay, your mission every day is to tap into the feeling of content and joy. And you will then magnetize that house to you quicker than you could ever imagine. It goes from thoughts to reality instead of thoughts. You've got to do all the things to get the house when it comes to you. It, it, it will just come so much quicker because, uh, you know, we are, we are in the quantum field. Like how you opened this whole med uh, podcast open is uh, quantum physics would say that we are always emitting energy and everything is energy. I am this mug is that home that you are visualizing that is energy. And so we need to be a match. We need to be a frequency, a vibrational match. And if you can't visualize what it is you want to be a match to, um, then it's going to be really hard for it to meet you halfway. And this is where the new um, thoughts are going around manifestation, the new science, the studies behind manifestation. Before it used to be, uh, you know, like, think only good thoughts, and then your thing will come to you. Uh, and then more particularly around Dr. Joe Dispenza and his work in quantum physics would say, if you can sit in meditation, especially uh, first thing in the morning, when you get more into that, like the delta wave state, you're activating your pineal gland and your pineal gland is like, uh, you know, the seat of spirituality, and it emits a frequency. And that frequency matches the frequency of what it is that you're visualizing. And so it can come to you a whole lot quicker. But if you're not taking the time to allow your mind to go there and your body to respond, the manifestation, it, it, it just won't arrive. I think that's a big missing link, though. And that's why I, was, I wanted to ask you about that is because I still think that people think that manifestation is just thinking about something here and then and adding that feeling component to it. I think that's very important. Yeah, and yeah. Also getting very specific around your manifestation. So feeling and also let's go back to the million dollar example. If I say I am manifesting a million dollars, 
I better be damn clear on how my life is going to improve with that million dollars, what I'm going to do with that million dollars, how it's going to benefit me, how it's going to allow me to show up better for others and be very clear on why I want that as well. And that again, elicits the same feeling, but it also helps you to be more specific with it because just saying I want a million dollars really like, why do you want it? You're not going to be as driven to work towards it. You're not going to be able to elicit that same feeling if you aren't clear on the why behind it and how that manifestation is really going to benefit you. So that's actually something Mm. that I learned in coffee club through the book that we were reading. And so just to give a personal example, Nicole and her partner, they run a group for females called coffee club. And it's amazing. We have a monthly book. And last month it was, you are a badass at making money. And so I would listen to the audio version of the book every single morning. And I would hear what she says. And I was like, oh, that's so great. That's so great. And then I tried it. I was like, okay, I sat my butt down on a Saturday night when I do my weekly planning. And I was like, this week I'm attracting X number of clients. And when I set that number, I thought that it was something I was going to really have to work towards. I was like, this is going to be challenging, but you know, I can do this. I am a businesswoman. I have a lot of value to provide, et cetera, et cetera. By Tuesday, I had doubled that number. And I remember turning to Denon and I was like, what the hell? And it was kind of like, not my first experience with manifestation, but just seeing how quickly it worked when I really aligned with this is going to happen no matter what it takes. If I have to message people on Instagram, whatever it takes, I'm making this happen. And with seemingly little effort, I just aligned a lot of clients that week. And it was so crazy to see the power that it had in such a short term within even like a few days of really believing in it because I'd set goals like that before. And it was kind of just Mm -hmm. like, writing it down on a piece of paper. I'm going to get X clients, but I never actually took the time to like think about it, to make it true for myself. Yeah. And so doing that extra bit of feeling it and making it true for yourself before it happens really is everything. I want to take it back really quickly. I hear this a lot in conversations of the million dollar example. Um, I can't stand this example actually, because I, I feel like it's, it's far too vague um, and people need better direction in their life because it doesn't matter what amount of money it is. People just assume that let's going back to the million dollar example, a million dollars is going to make me happy and give me the things I want. But the second part is the most important thing is what, what do you actually see in your life? And I feel like there needs to be a better process of reverse engineering the future. So if you look forward 10 20, maybe even just five years ahead and start to look at what are the values in my life? What are the things I want? Perhaps it is a house, car, uh, enough to provide for my family, two vacations a year. Now you need to actually financially set that out. Look at how much this would cost, how much you would need to make per year, break that down to per day. And then you've got your your freedom number, for example. Um, Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, a million dollars is completely obscene compared to what their actual freedom number is. I've worked mine out. It's, it's less than that. Um, not much less, but, (laughs) but it's not a million dollars. And in fact, if you look at the percentage of the population earning that it's, it's kind of insane. In fact, there was a study that, uh, that came out a few years back showing that the happiness number for the general population is actually as little as $75,000 per year is the perfect amount between happiness and not adding more stress into your life. So I really just, I know this is a bit of a side tangent, but I implore people to 
try to find that freedom number yourself. And in fact, I'm going to link to you some resources in the, the podcast notes for this. And those can be found at embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash zero ten. And that's where you can find all the podcast notes, podcast notes uh, for today's session. Yeah, so I agree in that uh, having that magic number and clarity is really important. And, you know, so Kayla, my business partner and I, our signature course that sort of kicked kicked off our whole business was we created this uh, four-week course called Manifesting Money Masterclass. So my expertise is always manifestation mindset, Kayla's is money. Uh, So we came together and created this four-week course. And so we wanted a pillar, a module for each week. So we're like, what, what would be the four most important things that people need to know to manifest all the money that they want to suit their life. So we said, okay, the, the first things first, we have to get people believing truly that money is energy. When you believe that money is energy, that's a game changer. So we, we talk people through scenarios with that. Then we move on to uh, your limiting beliefs around money. Most of those come from your parents, your siblings, your teachers, how you were raised. Half the people don't even realize that they have limiting beliefs. So it's recognizing them, then removing them. But then the third is clarity. So we go into, are you actually very clear on what you will do with that money when it arrives? Because we, you hear about people who win the lottery and then they lose it all. Like, because they're like, shit, they were not prepared for money to come that way. They may have been manifesting a big chunk of money, uh, but the underlying thing is they're the, they weren't clear on what it would do for them. So it's about getting clear and removing those societal expectations, you know? And so I, I share a lot that I'm in my mid thirties. So there could be a lot of these shoulds around what I, what I should be doing with my money. Should I be a homeowner? Should I be a mom? Should I have a wedding? All these sorts of shoulds. And I really, really love to encourage people to, you know, get clear and reflective on, if you were handed the amount of money that you desire right now, what do you really want to do? Imagine nobody else's opinions uh, mattered. What would you do with your money? And so when people, you know, often people are like, I want to have a home and a garden and, uh, you know, maybe I want to take an extra course or pay off my debt. And then that feels, I want to buy healthy organic food. Oftentimes people think they want more money, but when they get really clear on it, then it makes it more accessible. It's like, oh, I actually, this is like what you were just saying, the the magic number. And then the fourth pillar after that is like, then we have to really hone in on your worthiness because that seems to be, we get clear, we've removed the blocks, we know that money is energy. And then there's still this like, I don't know if I can raise my rates. I don't know if I can make that amount of money. I don't know if I'm, I'm not good with money. If people have these money stories, right? So we do exercises to get people really in alignment with you are worthy of that number you just came up with in the last week's module. So once people are like, oh yeah, I deserve to make this. I know what I'm going to do with it. Buy the limiting beliefs and I love money because it's energy. That's when we've seen people in our first round of Manifesting Money Masterclass, I'm like, I can't even make this up. These testimonials are on our page. Sarah, you could connect with them in Coffee Club. They've manifested $30,000, $40,000. And these are people that are like struggling to pay their bills month to month. And it's like doing this work. They're like, oh, I didn't, this happened. Cause I didn't like, it's just mind blowing what can happen when you become a match to the vibration of the money you want to receive. 
Love that. And just for our listeners, can you give them a couple useful takeaways to start to shift their mindset and quote unquote, like match their vibration with what they want? Because this all seems so lovely and I'm sure many people are feeling empowered and inspired by this discussion. And so for somebody who might be new to manifestations or mindset, what are kind of three places they could start to make these shifts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. I would really encourage, I, you know, I understand that everybody learns differently. Uh, we're all different types of learners, but if you, so this will tap into a few variations, but I think one of the most important things is start to write things out. So write down uh, what, it, what do you truly desire? And I often give people three pillars to focus on, people, places, experiences. Um, so who are the people you want to manifest into your life? Maybe it's a partner, maybe it's a baby, maybe it's the best VA. Like, who do you want to attract into your life? Get really clear. How will that person coming into your life make you feel? So get descriptive about it. So you're writing that down. You're sitting in the energy of that. Uh, places, where do you want to go? Or a home that you want to have? Or a place you want to visit? I would go through that. Uh, and then experiences. Do you uh, want to have a coach? Do you want to attend the Olympics? Like whatever the experiences are. So I write them down. And then I, and I would have people go over them. So that would be one thing that I would get you to do. People, places, experiences. What do you want to attract into your life? Get really clear on every single thing, how it makes you feel. Does this person, place, or experience make you feel independent, courageous, calm? Then beyond that, I would say, make it a goal for the next week. Just try it out for a week to try and pick three of those feeling states and choose every day how you're going to tap into that feeling state. Because if I want a boat because the boat's going to make me feel adventurous, I could be waiting a really long time to get the boat. And and if I'm placing the feeling of adventurous on that experience, like I could really let myself down. So what can I do every day to feel adventurous? And then maybe I get clear that like, you know what, I actually don't want a boat. That's not actually what I want. Or maybe I do. The boat will come a lot quicker. So write them down, tap into the feeling state. That would be one. I think that's really important what you were saying there though, is it's not about the thing. It's about what you want from that. And that's something I've been saying a lot with um, around the fitness industry or even our clientele is that like you don't want muscle and you don't want the body. You want what you think that's going to give you. And that might be more confidence, a community, better sex. Like there's so many things that go into that, but I think that's really key. And I want to point that out to people. It's not the thing. It's all of the things that you think you're going to get from it. And how can you get that into your life in the meantime, until you reach that maybe overarching larger goal, Mm -hmm. but please continue. And my clients are listening to this and they're probably smiling because on the intake form, one of my questions is what are your short-term goals? How do you think that you're going to feel when you reach these goals? And then the next step is how can you start to feel these things every day? Because like she mentioned, sometimes you don't actually need to lose 15 pounds to feel confident. You need to know Mm -hmm. that the choices that you're making each day support where you want to be. And through like the choices and the daily items, you can start to elicit those feelings. And so I love that you touched on that. And it truly is so important to be able to connect with where we want to be and not wait until we get what we think we want to live our best life, be happy, be confident, all these things. So probably so love many that. of your clients yeah. were probably just like, oh my gosh, she said that about me. <laughs> that was <laughs> <Yeah>. pointed at me. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. So that would be one thing. The second thing, I would encourage that uh, let's first of all debunk what people might think meditation is. Uh, you know, you don't have to go sit in a cave. You don't have to be cross-legged. You whatever. You don't have to do those things. I would encourage because of the science behind tapping into the pineal gland, which, which is responsible for our hormones, primarily melatonin. So if the first thing that you can do in the morning is, you know, when you wake up and you're kind of like, oh, am I awake? Am I asleep? I don't really know. That is the ultimate time to sit in meditation because that's when you're emitting those brainwave states that are a match. So I would encourage people going from laying in bed, being horizontal, to sit up and be vertical, like just uh, your energetic centers, people, if they believe in the chakra system, if you don't, that's okay, whatever, just line your spine upward, get your energy moving up the body to the brain. And I would set a timer for five to 10 minutes, like this doesn't have to be anything crazy. Do not go on your phone, do not stimulate your mind, stay in that, am I awake, my sleep state, 10 minutes, sit in silence, let your mind wander. If you're like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking, your mind's going to think. Your heart beats, your lung breathes, your mind's going to think. Just allow it to maybe all of a sudden after day five, you're like, oh, I just thought of this incredible business idea that I didn't know about before, right? So I would encourage that. Meditating in silence first thing in the morning. You don't even have to get out of your bed. Just sit up. Um, so that would be the second thing I would encourage. This comes up the every third... single podcast with people. It's like when we're asking about certain things that might benefit whatever area of your life, meditation is always one of the things that comes up. And if people have been listening to us for all of these episodes, you'll notice this, that it's not just something for you to rationalize sitting on your ass being a hippie. It's that's not what meditation is. You're not going to hover over a stone wearing these robes. It's so much <laughs> greater than that. But there's still slightly a bit of a stigma around it, especially in the Western world. And I'm so happy that throughout all of these conversations we're having with amazing experts like you, we can start to destigmatize this and, and get back into it. But please continue. Thank you so much. I'm loving this. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, I think I think meditation is like the, a, a superpower and we all have access to it, which is amazing. Like you, every single person, baby, right up to, you know, you're on your deathbed. We have access to sitting in meditation, which is uh, quite incredible. And then the third thing. Uh, so this is that fourth pillar of the Manifesting Money Masterclass class I was just talking about, the worthiness piece. You can switch this to be um, done with different things. And this is quite mind-blowing for people and so simplistic. So I would say um, write out a full page of desires or feeling states or those people, places, experiences. So, you know, I want or I'm worthy of or I deserve uh, just all things that make you feel good. So I would say write those out and then grab your phone. Almost everybody has a phone these days. You're going to go to your little recording app and a full page will take you at least a minute. So I would record myself, my voice, Nicole's voice, reading what I am worthy and deserving of. So I record it. You can leave it as is. You can put binaural beats to the background, whatever floats your boat. Um, and you can record it in like a cadence or a tone that feels good to you. So if you want something that's really going to pump you up in the morning, bring that expression to how you're speaking. And if you want something that's quite calming and relaxing, then allow your voice to go there. And I would say listen to that every morning and every evening for one week and see what happens. Because you are now going into the neural pathways in your brain. And it's not just like a hypnosis from somebody else. This is you hearing that you believe you are worthy of these things. Mm. So it will become so true 
that, you know, if I believe the world is round and I feel like nobody can convince me otherwise, that's because I have an ingrained belief system around it. But if every single day I was telling myself the world is actually square, like let's just say that, over time, repetitive thoughts create a belief. I, I wouldn't even believe that the world is round. I'd be like, how do people believe that? So our beliefs are not, you know, aren't necessarily right or wrong or good or bad or true or false. But if they don't make you feel good, you have the power to switch them into a better feeling thought. It might not be the best feeling thought, but if you can climb up that ladder of better feeling thought, that's ultimately going to get you to where you want to be. So that would be my third thing. Write down an entire page of what you would love to have happen in your life or how you want to feel and then record it and then listen to it. That's going to be such an important takeaway for this podcast. I'm, I'm doing so, that right after this. <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly, I feel like we're buzzing today. I'm going to go crush the day after this. I've got one more question for you. And that's that earlier in the episode, you said that 90% of our thoughts um, are likely negative when they're passing through our mind. I read a stat earlier that actually said 70% of the thoughts are negative. Now, I would certainly believe that over the course of this past year, through all, all, the, all the worry and just anxiousness that, that it, that's been happening throughout our society, that it has probably gone up to 90%. I believe that through and through. And such a steady stream of this negativity is bound to have pretty significant effects on our mood um, and probably is honestly detrimental to our, our mental health, but also physical health over a certain amount of time. So what is one thing that people can do to worry less and enjoy life more? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, come back to your five senses. So right here in this moment, what do you actually see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you taste? What do you feel? You're right here. Your mind is creating a reality that has not yet existed. So you could create a different reality that has not yet existed. So I could fixate and worry about, are we ever going to get out of COVID? Will people have to wear masks forever? That's not a good feeling thought. So what feels better than that? I'm optimistic. I trust that the world is healing and evolving and we're getting to a place where we're all meant to thrive what does that look like create that future reality that hasn't existed yet and see how that feels so i think it's always about checking in of are you replaying a past story that's already happened does it make you feel good no okay what's happening right here right now five senses are you creating a future reality that hasn't yet existed and it doesn't feel good create a future reality that has not yet existed yet that feels good it's your choice it that sounds so frustrating to some people because they're like people don't want to take ownership for their mm. the way they feel um and it, simply put we're like we are responsible for our thoughts so I would, I would say that there's a quote that yeah. says where there's a will there's a way but we just like to pretend there isn't so we don't have to take the uncomfortable <laughs> steps necessary to grow and i love that i love that i've never heard that that's awesome that's from uh you are a badass and yeah. making money if you have not read that book you should get on it and you should also join coffee club <laughs> yeah if that's She's a goal so of yours, funny definitely. so nicole this has been fantastic. I think there's so many things that our listeners are going to take away from this, even ourselves. I'm probably going to go record myself right after this. But um, yeah. you are super valuable and I know other people are going to find value from you as well. Where can people find you at? Yeah, so people can find me. My website is www.myalignedpurpose.com. That's my business. Um, so I have, a. it's like a, it's a tiered system. So I feel like there's something for everybody. So if people want to like dip their toes in, joining a community of uh, like-minded women who are 
if they're not already in a positive mindset, they're coming because they want to get there. And that's Coffee Club. That's our online membership platform. Um, so every month we toggle back and forth between mindset and money, but they're usually intertwined anyhow. So that would be base level. That's quite accessible for people and affordable. Next up, uh, we offer courses. So those are passive on our website, like the Manifesting Money Masterclass. So that's where people can just, you know, buy a course and see like, oh, is, is their content something that I want to dive deeper with? And then lastly, we do coaching. Um, and so myself and Kayla, we don't know many other business coaches doing this, but we do two to one coaching. So when somebody signs up to coach with us, it's her and I together, mindset and money on the other end of the call with somebody. So we uh, will do co-coaching, two-to-one coaching. That's actually one of the goals that we have for the future of Embodied Wellness Co. is that um, the health industry is plagued by one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I say that's, a, that's an issue um, because there's no one coach that can do everything for everyone with enough time. Otherwise, you're going to be having to charge like five, $6,000 a month like I see some uh, coaching systems do. So eventually, we want to get to the point where it's uh, multiple people, aka us, um, helping with mm -hmm. different areas and directions of somebody's health. But... Thank you so much for coming on today. If anybody wants to find these links to any of Nicole's uh, websites, Facebook groups, anything that she, she might be offering, I highly recommend you go check those out. Those will be linked in the podcast notes at embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash 010, the numbers 010. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to speak with you again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks so awesome. much. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. This podcast provides general information and discussions about health and related subjects. The information and other content provided in this podcast or any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. If you or any other person has medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider and seek other professional medical treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you may have heard on this podcast or any link materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast are of no relation to those of any academic, hospital, health practice, or other institution.